Good morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, May 20th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines for the day. House Republicans turn their back on their leadership, and 35 of them vote for the January 6th commission. Hopes for a quick infrastructure deal fades, and a double whammy this morning. Democratic leadership pushes to increase staffer pay, and Senator Todd Young flips on Israel. Let's get into it. Yesterday afternoon, we saw a pretty stunning display on the House floor. 35 House Republicans voted against their leadership and with House Democrats to support a January 6th commission. Now, it's been a really rough month for House Republicans. Last week, they booted Liz Cheney out of the leadership, elevated Elise Stefanik. And this week, Kevin McCarthy lost those 35 votes on the January 6th commission, which was another Trump-related implosion. So we think this is a pretty bad week. I mean, House Republicans disagree with us. They, they say the following. They say McCarthy wasn't to blame here. John Katko, the Republican from New York, went against his leadership and negotiated this January 6th deal. It did not keep his leadership in the mix. Now, this is a point of contention. We had a lot of conversations with the leadership yesterday about uh, John Katko's role here. He did cut this deal. He is the ranking Republican on the on the Homeland Security Committee, which gives him a, a wide berth to cut a deal like this. I mean, I think everybody believes there should be a January 6th commission. People disagree on the scope. John Katko, a, a moderate who comes from a relatively moderate district in upstate New York near Syracuse, uh, took matters into his own hands and uh, cut a deal with Benny Thompson, the top Democrat, the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. And what the leadership says is they didn't that Katko didn't keep people in the mix. Number two, Kevin McCarthy and the leadership ha- staged a late kind of game blitz to um, keep Republican defections down. Now, 35 ain't good. I'll give you that much. 35 is not a good uh, not a good number here. It's, it's a lot of Democrats who have or a lot of Republicans, rather, who voted against their leadership. But if you talk to the McCarthy people or to Steve Scalise's people or anybody in the Republican leadership, um, the, I, I would say that they think it could have been 50 or 60 or even 100 who voted for the January 6th commission if the leadership didn't come out against it. Now, they also say that this is who knows what happens in the Senate. We'll get to that in a a minute here. But but what team McCarthy thinks is that McCarthy made it less likely that this this January 6th commission will ever come to um, ever come to fruition. So 83 percent of House Republicans voted against this bill. and, And that's a relatively good ratio here for Republicans, they think. Now, in our view, not a good ratio, right? 35 Republicans voting against a bill is, and with Democrats is not a great ratio. And listen, if you talk to the lead, the Republican leadership, what they say is that this they, they think this is a trap by Democrats. They think the whole January 6th commission is a big trap by Democrats. They say that Nancy Pelosi was going to extend her extend this thing right into an election year and tie Trump and try tie Trump to every uh, House Republican going forward. The basic story here is Republicans believe that no one will remember this. And I uh, in an election year next year, if it if it ends this year, no one will remember this vote. You know, politics for a lot of these people is um, is not about what's right or wrong. It's about what's politically expedient. And that's just the reality of it. Now, where does this January 6th commission go? I, I think that's a big question. Do Democrats negotiate um, some sort of changes in the Senate to get Republicans on board? 
I, I don't know the answer to that. I think we'll have to see next week. But I, I would say that there are 10 Republicans that are gettable. That's the number they would need to overcome a filibuster if Chuck Schumer is willing to deal, if Chuck Schumer is willing to to uh, negotiate on this bill when it comes to the Senate. Number two headline, hopes for a quick infrastructure deal fade. We have two bullets here. Number one, that White House is planning to submit its rebuttal to Senate Republicans on their infrastructure offer on Friday. Now, that's uh, the end of this week, tomorrow, Friday. So today will be another day of grabbing people in the hallway, seeing how they feel about the infrastructure process. Number two, the Senate Republican leadership is getting even more skeptical that a deal could come together on infrastructure. Why do they think that? They think it's dragging on too long, that that Senate Democrats are going to demand that the White House does not give Republicans as much. I, I think that um I I would I would guess that they're gonna there's gonna be a big push over the next week. Joe Biden has said he wants to have a a lot of progress by Memorial Day. I would say that um that at this point looks unlikely, but I guess it depends how you define progress. I would say you're gonna see a lot on this in the next week. Number three headline of the day is a double whammy. We're going to talk about number one staff pay on Capitol Hill. Steny Hoyer and Hakeem Jeffries, the number two and three House Democrat, is writing a letter about creating a study. What's better in Washington than a study? A study to determine whether uh, benefits should be increased on Capitol Hill. Now, listen, this is a big issue. A lot of you listening are people on Capitol Hill. A lot of you are very interested in politics. What happens is Capitol Hill salaries are capped, right? You can't make more than a certain amount of money. You can't make more than a member of Congress. So um, people leave to go to lobbying jobs or go to consulting jobs. And and there's a brain drain on Capitol Hill because you, ca- you could make three times as much money in a private sector job as you could make in the government. Now, Hoyer and Jeffries have long been on this issue, and they're trying to solve that. They're trying to solve that brain drain. It's a very difficult political vote to raise staffer salary. There's no question about that. Um, I would guess that this issue is going to continue to be talked about, probably won't go anywhere, but Hoyer and Jeffries are going to get big, big, big plaudits with um, people on Capitol Hill. Number three B headline of the day, Todd Young has backed away from his position calling for a ceasefire in Israel. This is reported by Mark Rod of Jewish Insider. Uh, Todd Young signed a statement, signed uh, a letter with Chris Murphy a couple days ago, Democrat of Connecticut Chris Murphy, uh, suggesting that... uh, Israel and Hamas have an immediate ceasefire, bring down the tensions in the Middle East. Now he's backing away with that. Not a great situation for uh, Republicans who believe that a ceasefire is uh, uh, caving to Hamas. So the politics of this are incredibly tricky. And uh, I would imagine in the next couple of days, according to news reports, there are many um people who believe that there's a ceasefire that's imminent, but it's become untenable for many Senate and House Republicans to call for a ceasefire. With that, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review. You could also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.